thanks. Be order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Kangana, welcome. I'm so thrilled to have this opportunity to talk to you in front of a room filled with aspiring actors. And Thank you so much. filmmakers too? Are there any directors in the crowd? Yes. Oh, good. One. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm hoping that the conversation we have here and your incredible journey and your incredible talent will inspire them all to work harder. Thank you, Anu. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to share uh, my techniques with you all. And uh, I hope I'm of some help. Oh, I'm sure she's going to be of massive help. Let's give her a round of applause to start. <laughs> so, Kangana, since we last spoke... Um, You've been mired in controversies. Uh, there's a writer who says you've stolen his film. There's a director who says you've stolen his film again. There is nepotism which keeps going on. There is, of course, the whole Hrithik Roshan thing. But I don't want to talk about any of that. <laughs> Thank you. What I want to know is how, as an actor, you can disconnect from all this sound and fury and just focus on honing your craft? I think, guys, um, if you all are from uh, film school or drama school, uh, which I haven't been to, but I've met some incredible actors uh, over the years, and uh, and from them I get got to know that, uh, that you know, the exercises that they, they did while being in those schools, like Piyush Mishra told me, you know, how important yoga was uh, for actors. Uh, it sounds a bit lame to say that you know meditation is very important to keep focus, uh, uh, you know, to, to stay focused and to have a, to have the clarity of mind in the middle of maybe this is this some sort of a public uh, you know controversy and people know about it, but something or the other will always be a bit of imbalance, you know. So um, so I rely a lot on meditation and uh, um, you know how some of my uh, friends who are theater actors and who've come from drama school and I myself have done a theater uh, and my exercises were mostly uh, from yoga you know um, and dhyan is a very important part of it I mean it's it's called dhyan for a reason so so your concentration is projected only what you want it to be projected on. It's it's very easy and especially for actors because what happens is that what we do is, what is acting? Acting is um, to build your impulses, your emotion, to arouse yourself to a situation unnaturally. It's not natural. If you want to if you want to cry, so there will be an environment that will make you cry as a human being. But as an actor, you'll have to create an imaginary environment to arouse yourself, to stimulate your senses, to be able to uh, get to that level of emotion. That's what you do. So over a period of time, what happens is that because of that unnatural stimulation causes a lot of emotional, uh, very abrupt emotional what you call it, meltdowns, you know, like, if you're happy, you suddenly go sad. If you're sad, you suddenly go happy. 
And if you're a very aware person, you would know it's because of a lot of active, you know, because say if you're in your van right now, now you have to jump out of your van and you have to do a laughing scene. What you do? You'll make yourself happy. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll start to jump and think of things that will make you happy or you'll do this with sadness or your mother is dying or something. So there is so much, um, so much that you uh, stimulate your mind that you start to, you start to feel a bit emotionally unhealthy. So it's very important that, um, you know, so I feel actors get a lot more emotional as they, uh, more they act more emotional, they, they become as people. Uh, and that's why a lot of them are twisted and they lose the track <laughs> of uh, reality and end up sometimes in a very, very doomed sort of uh, circumstances because of having that sort of unhealthy emotional life. Uh, so what can happen with even controversies? and even your personal life, that things might affect you, either not at all, or exceptionally extraordinary way. Do you, Kangana, I know you're not on social media, but do you, uh, when you're in the middle of a, of a role of, let's say, creating a Simran, would you disconnect from reading about yourself? Do you do that? Uh, I mean, I, ideally, I should be disconnected all through the uh, filming process. But sometimes you can't afford that. But what's very important for me and crucial initial few days when I'm tapping into the character. Sometimes when you're getting into the character and trying to discover her, it is a lot of concentration and you can't afford to have your concentration diverted anywhere else. There are times when you do that in, I mean, the quickest I've done with Datto. I think it took me like some 10 days to get into that character and, and, and be like, oh, I have her now. Uh, and the longest have been with Manikarnika. Uh, so, so yeah, as long that it takes, say if, if it took me two days to see, oh, I finally got her, I think I have her. Uh, so post that, I can, I can Google myself and see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Making notes, mm, that's what he said. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, that is also the thing, you know, I have to finish this quickly, this script and these, you know, like character building so that I can go back to, uh, you know, all these websites, fashion websites and things like that. Uh, to so the fun stuff. <laughs> to the fun stuff, a bit of frivolous stuff. So yeah, that's the di difficult part. Kangna, I was talking to Nawazuddin about how he creates his characters and he told me about how he actually takes things from his own life. So, so the scene in Gangs of Wasipur where he's asking Huma Qureshi permission to have sex with her was actually an instance from his own life. Now, that you're co-creating your characters in a very sort of proactive way. Is there a part of you in Simran or Rani or Datto? As an actor, as a performer, yes, there is an aspect of my personality to these girls that I learned. Uh, and, um, and in terms of thought, uh, yes, there can be something that I feel strongly for. With Simran, I felt it was, a it was a story of a girl who wanted to be rich, but I on purpose pushed a, uh, an angle of woman being a, this woman, this particular woman, Simran being a person who really enjoys having sex. Because I feel it was so important for our nation to come to terms with the fact that women also want to have sex. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Who knew? Right? <laughs> so, so I felt uh, with my own personal experiences of um, our, my society that it's so important to put it out there uh, that it's perfectly healthy and normal for a woman to want to have sex and, and especially the one who's sexually active. So she doesn't find, and this is, this is something that I have forced 
into this girl. Like she doesn't find shame in picking up boys, and she's single. She's been divorced. She's dated many men, um, and she takes great pride in that. There is nothing wrong with her. Like it's not that uh, you know. So so that that's something that I put, and I think sometimes it comes from my concerns for my surrounding, and this has been um, quite a concern that you know. Uh, with all the talk about uh, women empowerment and um, f feminism, you know, we have not been able to give uh, our women respect, you know, and and uh, a certain comfort with their sexuality. Like, for example, I remember when I got hurt with uh, a sword in uh, Manikarnika, that sequence. Um, so a lot of people from my crew came to me because I apparently I was very brave the way I dealt with it. And they came to me like, oh, you've got balls, you've got balls, you've got balls. I'm like, no, I don't have balls. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, right? <laughs> I have, I have a vagina. Why, why does it make you? Why can't anyone say that word? What is it about balls? It's so easy to say vagina or ovaries, a set of ovaries. It's much cooler to say, God, you got ovaries, <laughs> <laughs> than to say balls. You know. So I think that it's taken away from us. Our, our sexuality somewhere is is you know taken away from us. And and the same goes for like pussy or sissy. You know, like a cowardice. Like woman and her organs are associated to cowardice. I mean that's horrible because you can carry a human being in your damn vagina how can it be you know associated with a with weakness so there is a lot of brainwashing and i i want us to be free of that we, I, we should go beyond this now um i mean to 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 consistently talk about equality is for me like at 30 is becoming embarrassing because of course we are equals yeah that's a given this is so embarrassing to be fighting for equal pay, for equal work, or even we like having sex. And it's not about vagina or balls. If, if I, as a woman, want to join army and, and, and maybe uh, my lover doesn't, he wants to be a poet, it's not about vagina and balls, of course. I mean, come on. So I feel we need to go beyond these prejudices. And so, yeah, coming back to sometimes I, I think take the liberty of just inject these little things. But tell me, coming back to Simran, um, you know, you said in an interview that when Hansel first came to you with that project, uh, you said that I don't want a director-actor relationship. I want a partnership. But Gangana, even the most talented, the most successful actors in Hindi cinema, you know, Amir Khan, Shah Rukh Khan talk about submitting to the vision of a director. You say, I'm fed up of taking directions. <laughs> so yeah. how does your relationship with the director work? I know, you know, for me, like I'm fed up of direct taking directions from ego, you know, maniacs because it doesn't come with. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I would love to be under, you know, somebody's supervision who gives me, uh, you know, like a sense of being an equal. Just taking instructions from someone doesn't mean, uh, you know, they can be dictators. And I feel. With direction, there is a lot of confusion. Like most people tend to be dictators, you know. Like I remember this director who would come to me every morning and he'll be like, then I want you to in this line look down and then this line look up and then this line you exit. I said, you can't tell me how to act because I'm an actor. You can tell me to do something else or you can ask me to interpret it differently or like best directors that I've worked with, they have and best instruction that I've got is thoda ek notch higher kar do ya thoda kam this is the best direction you can give an actor you know you can't tell an actor to mimic you then another director I worked with 
who told me that you anything that you want to talk about your character tell me in the van don't tell in front of the crew you know because it just doesn't look crew really respects me so if about my character if i want to tell my director that sir i feel that this line is extra or i want to come rather than you know coming from there maybe i want to be sitting on this chair and say this and we should uh, you know see how that works so i can't have this conversation with my director apparently it is hurting his male ego and i mean honestly like i prefer this one than those who would you know just have those hostile impulses and release it on at the wrong time at the wrong place i mean this is much clearer and nicer that hate really hurts to sort of know that even you have a mind of your own you know so can you please keep that in your van and i will come to your van every day dimag sir van mein dikhana are you serious is that really That's um, amazing. And I can go on and on. I can go on and on about this. <laughs> so, so what do you do? How do you work in an environment like this? And especially when you've had enough of it. Like, there was a time when I, you know, kind of said, "Chalo, fine. You know, maybe there will be a day when I will be free of all this." So I've got to give myself that comfort of, you know, that uh, that freedom. If I can afford. If I cannot, then I don't mind going back to slavery. No. <laughs> <laughs> for all of them and for all of us we we've come to some positions of autonomy after working really our butts off for years and years and years and and it's taken you 11 years to be in a position where you can now say that you know let's let's not go and shoot for a year let's wait till this script is in place but it's going to take everybody here a while before they get there right so when you're in a position where you can't call the shots what is it that you focus on to keep going yeah so and to be honest it's not going to be difficult if you can't call the shots it's not that it's going to get difficult um and, and you're going to feel oh my god i want to take control and i want to take charge it's only when you start to realize that your brand is so big that it is bigger than the film than the director than the producer because only person who's getting bashed is you <laughs> <laughs> that's when you feel hey but i didn't take any of these decisions and then there's no one you can complain to because anyone who's getting all the galis and juta and anyone's brand who's coming down is yours that is when you realize that if you did not take those calls too bad for you why didn't you you can't go and cry to your mama or papa because you know too bad if you didn't and that's when you realize oh i was supposed to actually but when i like i said when i relatively i was a smaller um, actor like i was doing like fashion or metro i was like you know like a uh, sort of a you know glorious time for me you go to the set you do your bit the film has flopped you even you know like you um, you still keep getting jobs i don't think that time was you know kind of suffocating it only got bad when my name like i said became bigger than the film uh, then it became a bit of a tricky business before that it was not like i was doing like once upon a time I did not worry about its um, uh, its fate. Why? Because say I'm doing a once upon a time, and in doing those parts in half an hour part of film, and when you get a lot of jobs because you are good at what you do, you're an actor at that time, and you will keep getting jobs if you are good. All my film would have failed. Even then, I would get a job. But like I said, it gets tricky when um, when a bit of a, I don't know if this is stardom is the right word, but 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 it's just about you then you know even if 
so yeah that part is difficult there's, i guess but then you come to that point after a very long by then you understand a lot and you can help it so every stage has its own challenges and you will get a lot of automatic help with your experiences and all of that so it will all work out basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not easy <laughs> it looks glamorous but it's not easy Okay, I'm going to um, ask you to talk about two scenes that, that we have picked. These are two scenes that I absolutely loved. Um, the first one is, of course, the wonderful Datto. Um, let's watch. I'm not going to be over smart, but I'm going to be able to eat TV and eat my hair. I'm not going to be able to eat my hair. I love that scene. Thank you. Really, I love that scene. <laughs> Tell me about playing these two very different women and acting against yourself. It was gratifying to another level because uh, in a script, an actor's arc is one and it gives you a lot of um, hold on the, in the story. But when you have two arcs in one script, it's like living, you know, like living two lives simultaneously. And what I would like to tell you all that, you know, sometimes acting can be done with very easy tricks you know and very easy um, approaches for example if i was doing these two characters which is tanuja trivedi so for me like the body language was the most important aspect of it so you can actually have one word for a character you know that you would give to that character before you step in rather than having an entire arc you know when you get into a scene or you're trying to perform a scene you can't have maybe no matter, no matter how many notes you made you can't have all of that baggage and going to a scene, going to performing it. So I'd suggest that always have like an easy approach. But what you want to do before that, the mind work is that how you want to make it a bit unconventional, for example. So the mind work here for Tanu I did was, Tanu is a girl from DU uh, University in her younger days. And she is a flirt. She is a, you know, a, a person who gets a lot of attention from men. So what would be a conventional body language for her? Someone who's very flamboyant, right? This is what you'll think, right? Mm. This is what you'll think, it's just flamboyant. Now why I did that is because of the material and, and I have thought it through. That's why I took this decision. But I made her extremely anxious as a person, extremely vulnerable and very, very insecure. Okay, and this is another character that you've got, Datto. So what are her, her characteristics that the writer has given you? A, she is, she's got bhakti. So she definitely must be embarrassed of her teeth growing up. So she has a complex. She has, um, she's from Diu, she's very young. Her parents have abandoned her, so she lives with her bada bhaiya. And he loves her because she's a bright kid. She has a lot of pressure on her. Ideally, you'll think she's a sensitive person. She is someone who's extremely intuitive of others' feelings. She's a really nice girl. So what would the body language be for her? Like a conventional thought would be, I'll make her too good to be true, holier than thou. That person would be very timid, very obedient, very sincere in her body language. But I gave her flamboyance. So you're playing against type? Playing against type. And uh, Anandji is very helpful as a director um, because my problem is I don't like retakes. I can't do more than two takes with um, 
with with the same sort of you know emotion. Otherwise, then I have to take half an hour break to bring me myself to like like I said, arouse myself to the same emotion. What happens? Do you get tired? Oh, I mean emotionally exhausted like that. Yeah, I get emotionally exhausted. So if I've if I've done this whole monologue of Datto, uh, maybe twice I'll do. Maybe there was a track and there was a camera. So I go into Tanu's character, go to the van and come and do this. So if you have not captured in those two, this thing again go back because sometimes they get intersected. You know, like if there's too much chaos in your mind, you forget the both halves. So I told Anand, I said, Anand, I'll give you like two two takes each. So he's like, okay. So he did a lot of rehearsal with the uh, with the standing, and uh, the best part was that he did only take two two takes of each. And and that's the thing about you know like collaborative directors, they are they do understand. They will never question that. Um, you know why or why not? Because see, you eventually want to give your best, but then sometimes there are things like actors don't have a, a showroom or or a, a machine that they work through their bodies. You know, and it's very limit. Human body is the most limiting thing. You know, not human mind. Like a writer works through his mind, but actors work through their bodies. Uh, so it's very limiting, and that's why it's the least favorite of my jobs. You know, like because. After a point, you get exhausted. You, you, you. So when you do this scene, when I did this scene, and I was in my car, um, post post uh, the packup, you you don't know where you belong. You because there's so many arcs and your own personality. So that is one of the things that I think actors are great people because you know they they have so many parallel lives and they still maintain manage to maintain one's sanity is great. Um, so that so that's what I mean. Like. Sometimes take just one word for one character, rather than than having a world of, uh, you know, arcs. Just one word, like arrogance, or for you know, uh, like a character like Julia, you know, needy. She's simply needy. You know, so so sometimes just take easier routes. That's the one sur. Yeah, just one sur, and then after that do the scene. So it will help in your body language, and it's easier easier technique. It's the easiest technique. It's not my technique. It is someone else's, but when I heard that, I'm like, this is the best thing to tell someone who's starting out, rather than you know giving big words. Later on, you'll 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 figure out what your technique is. But to begin with, just one word. So if you're playing uh, Datto and swag, if you're playing Tanu, uh, emotionally fragile, just two words, right? So that's what you can do that with your characters. But can you like? Let's say you've done a scene like this. You're completely emotionally depleted. You get into the car. You're going back home. How do you actually make yourself switch off so you can replenish for the next day? Oh, it's very hard. So when you when you um, shoot a film, you know it's 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 hard also, but it's extremely uh, exhilarating also because all the scenes are not of uh, you know like emotionally depleting sometimes a character can give you catharsis and high of extraordinary proportion um, so it is a party time also you know so i remember when i finished julius and vishal sir uh, a message that how much fun i had how much fun i had now i go back to you know the 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 lameness of reality uh, because it was so nice to be in world war 2 amidst the you know, like that troop of forties, those actors and uh, film cameras and so many things I got exposed to. So it's a lot of fun as well. But then, at the same time, like I said, there are a few scenes sometimes that can take a lot from you. Yeah. Okay, let's look at Julia. Yummy and sunny is going so bad. 
to my mind kangna this is really one of the great performances of the year and if there is any justice at film awards which we know there isn't uh, <laughs> you would get all the awards thank you anu you're very kind no really this this is uh, what what i love is that you you're so vulnerable and so needy and but you're not afraid to be silly you know how many actors would be sort of willing to fall on their ass in in a scene like this how did you create her yeah so the most important thing for an actor is to know that nothing's above the script so the material that you've got nothing nothing's above that you know that is the story and the the day and the minute one realizes that they they have the sense of the higher purpose that we're all working for the script so what does script need what emotion needs to come out of a scene at that point of time uh is very important and then when you work towards that 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 certain sincerity and that certain graph itself takes you there my motive here is to give the script the rock bottom that it needs and if at all i want to enjoy my vanity it should be i will give my script the best rock bottom it can get by a performer you know so you are a slave to script so right now here the idea of the script is that this girl and the japanese soldier they find some sort of compatibility or some sort of friendship here where she's captured by them so vishal sir has along with his writers him and this was also wonderful written scene so as a performer uh, my duty becomes that to give my director that you know so when you sincerely work towards that to 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 give script that that this japanese soldier you know like let's not kill her like she's a character you know like i love that she's putting his hand <laughs> yeah so otherwise she'll be shot there so if you can't justify why 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 won't they shoot her so you've got to justify that for your script you know so because she's so shit scared i mean look at her like she's like a shivering little mouse so why would why to kill someone who's already dead so you know so that was the idea that i should not feel threatening or the and the lines were great that i start to try and entertain them with my uh, moves so so all of this and also a sincere belief that you know my life is in danger so kangna you put in all this work and then a film like this doesn't work you said that when it didn't do well you actually felt powerless because people appreciated your performance so much but the film they didn't see what do you do when that happens how do you come to terms with it how do you move on it is a uh, it is a bit of an you know kind of a setback so there is no denying um, you know it's a it's failure just like any other failure and as much you would like to look away and have to be philosophical about it but then you realize that it starts to reflect in a lot of things how your brands get affected how your uh, you know other financial parts of your uh, business gets affected so you can't be philosophical about it <laughs> no matter how much you guess what that geeta that shloka would work on this no it won't <laughs> nothing would work it so so you know all you need is to have that thing that you know you you got to sort of uh, go out there and make sure that you survive because failures or setbacks are the same everywhere um it throw you back and you've got to get up again and start this i don't want to romanticize it it's hard it is hard yeah. are there any rituals you follow to just stop wallowing and move on 
Well, the biggest jolt it is to your own confidence in your craft and in the honesty of your craft and, you know, I'm going to do my work properly, come what may, I'm going to fight for it, I'm going to make sure that I am on time, I am convinced, I'm going to go all the way, not attend my birthdays, I'm going to sacrifice, not, you know, cancel the date I had with my lover, fuck him if he's leaving, I'm going to, you know, believe. This is my mission. This is my mission and this is what, according to the universal law of karma, <laughs> this is what is the right thing to do. And eventually to find out it isn't. <laughs> so you don't know what is. I, maybe I would have gone for the date or, you know, had a birthday party or something and come late or, you know, not worked with so much conviction and didn't fight for that damn line with my director, which anyway had been cut from the edit. So, so you, you do feel like shit. But that's all, that's all a part of life and... And uh, yeah, I think time heals everything. You feel, you know, if a film has flopped in February, you feel like shit in March, but by August and September, it doesn't hurt that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read a column that Barkhadath had written about you, and she said that what she really likes about you is the fact that you're not afraid to be disliked. She said you embrace your unpopularity. Is that true? Honestly, I would like to be liked. <laughs> it's just that when it's not the way it sh I would like to be, I don't mind the other way. I mean, but it's not that I go out there thinking, okay, uh, who cares? You know, like, who cares? You all like me or not? Like, why would I even come here if I didn't care? Uh, but, but yeah, if, if you don't, I'm, I won't be fussing about it. It's not, for me, like, it's not uh, something that is going to affect uh, affect me as an individual and it's not so important that you know like how people like to paint a picture of themselves you know themselves in their environment I will not I'll be exhausted to do that for someone's liking like you know how people like to have fans by giving a certain picture of their lives or, or of families or, or you know having these vacations like constructing that, a whole narrative yeah like a even the food is placed in a way that it looks too good to be true. Uh, so I, I can't put that much effort. But but yeah, I am putting in effort. As you guys can see, I would definitely like you all to like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Kanna, you've been instrumental in sort of altering the narrative around women in Hindi cinema. I, I think uh, you and, and uh, several of the others. You know, I have uh, an analogy. I ha I've been a victim of this shift. This shift was anyway coming. Sure. You know, it's like our generation has, sh I have seen like a complete uh, paradigm shift, be it mobile, networks, digital, online, internet. You know, so, so there has, uh, the world has become this one place and, and it's not injustice un against women. There are a lot of rights and there are a lot of things that are coming out and people are like, you know, that doesn't, you know, seem right or this there's a problem there and there's a loophole in the system. People have been discussing that and on some sort of, you know, like world platform. And I think it was, it was anyway coming, but I've become a victim of this shift. Why victim? A victim as in like, that, that person who just some, somewhere in like a blast happens then, you know, like, and just ends up falling on the, some sort of stage and be like, am I here? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's the one who diffused the bomb. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Then. <laughs> no, but, but 
extremely vocal about what you want. You haven't been shy about expressing what, what you want and the things that you uh, see as, as necessary for you to be but an actor. I, I would say there have been a lot of women like that. Of course. Past, you know? Yeah. Um, and not to discredit them, uh, there have been some, some of them are amazing, extraordinary. But like I said, I mean, I won't take credit away from me. You know, my story is, is most definitely an unusual one. But at the same time, this, the, the shift was anyway had to happen, you know. And I'm glad, like uh, jokes apart, I'm glad to be the catalyst, if I can call myself. Not the pioneer maybe, but the catalyst. Yeah, I will settle with that. <laughs> so tell me, do you ever, a film is a collaborative art. Uh, do you ever, sometimes when I see things around you in the media and as someone who has been, you know, at the front lines applauding as you have soared, um, I get afraid for you. I know. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I want to see this continue to grow, you know, and, and, and to, for you, you're going to be a director next. And, and uh, do you ever feel afraid for yourself? Yeah, I do sometimes. I do feel um, afraid for myself. Uh, but, but, you know, it just, it's just that right now, I don't have those many fears because I do feel at to an extent I have accomplished a lot, and uh, and to me like I have I have built a house in Manali. It's a beautiful, beautiful house. I mean I've not seen anything more beautiful than that in my life. And I tell myself if nothing works, go back to home. You know, and, and I mean someone has to. I mean you need to draw that line. You know you can't go all the way and all the time. Um, I mean. There are things that are right and wrong, but of course I have all the right to live my life the way I want to. Uh, so I say what I say, and somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, people are out to prove me a liar, sometimes mad, sometimes a witch, a whore, whatever it is in the future as well, you know, stored for me. I tell myself, see, you try. If you win, it's fine. You continue, and if you lose, you go back to Manali and write your book, and you know, be in the snow, bonfire, it's a beautiful life. So either way, I'm, I'm going to be You're happy. sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Teju. That's the film she's going to be directing. Um, what do you think is the most important quality for a director to have? Uh, the most important quality for a director is to have is to believe in magic. What do you mean? Um, to believe in the, the miracle of life and the mystery of the, the life, you know. Uh, I think when a person, especially a creative person, start to become a technician, they, they start to believe too much in the, in, in the technique of it, that they, they forget the magic of it. You know, so I think it's very important to, to do your, your writing in the morning, um, I mean, do your writing and have your script ready, have everything set up for that script. You know, be completely prepared, but then surrender just before you get to the set, because you know, just just surrender to for let to let something even more beautiful penetrate you, come into you, and uh, be be in the hands of someone else who would want to communicate through you. The greatest film that I have seen, you know, have had that theme in the center of it, whether it's Avatar. It's a beautiful film about space, but the the the, the within story is so childlike. You know, it just seems like. Like a really stupid story to have, isn't it? And um, Interstellar, you know, like the, the space being 
uh, the the backdrop and science being you know and it's just a father daughter story which is about love uh, and and that too so karmic in its nature so spiritual in its spirit uh, that you feel that the juxtaposition of these two worlds it's so beautiful so I think Interstellar without that soul is such a rubbish film. So what is most important for a director is to is to to continue to believe in the in the magic of human existence. That's the most important thing. No matter what you make, you can make a small film, but it has to have the magic. That's lovely. Yeah. Angina, thank you so much. It's been such thank a you. pleasure. You. you guys will agree with me. She's been fab. Really fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi guys, if you liked the video, like, share, comment and subscribe to Film Companion. Enjoy! Thanks! The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.